think I'm recording. I am recording. I am recording. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Craig Moorhead and I uh, am a co-host, really only half a man and the other half of a man who co-hosts with me is right here. Why don't you say hello to him? Sean Harwell is my name. I guess co-hosting is my game, you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't, though, honestly. I mean, really, I shouldn't have even no. said that. It's lame Don't in hindsight. That's a good yeah. thing that we're recording this so that it will live on forever. Uh, welcome, mm-hmm. everybody. Yes, as Craig said, you know what we're doing here. This is the the podcast where we talk about these movies, and this week we're teeing up one and going to knock us off into these next two movies, which uh, loosely have a, an educational theme, as in education is part of the movie. I don't know that we will necessarily provide any education for you in this podcast, but... You know, I don't no. know that we ever do, so no need in breaking no. tradition there. But hey, if you're not caught up on everything, absolutely no problem. Get your podcast where you get it, but you can always go to neverheardpodcast.com, find links everywhere you want to go and all of those back episodes and posters. There's posters there, folks. Go look. That's really, that's true, Sean. You know, that's really nice of you to say. And also, you know, if you like the, if you like the podcast, you like what you're hearing, Maybe uh, think about going uh, leaving a review there in, in the old iTunes. It really helps people find us. Uh, and that's really what people want to do is find yeah. us. I think they do. You know what I mean? Uh, so today, Sean, what we're going to do, we're not going to do a full episode today. What we do is a tee up and we're just going to talk about the back end. Nope. And what we're going to do is talk about kind of the backstory behind. Uh, nope, not really. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do, Sean. We're gonna <laughs> We're doing a tee up. On the movie we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the cast and crew. We're going to talk about how it did at the movies. Talk about any interesting trivia that we can find. So we get people, uh, you know, kind of excited about it. And then maybe they'll go watch it. Uh, Sean, what movie are we doing? We are doing the movie Big Man on Campus. It's from 1989. This was suggested to us by listener and uh, one of your fellow uh, TV and film editors, Craig, Andrew Bentler. And... Oh, he's great. Yeah. And... Hopefully, we're going to share his greatness with everybody, and we're going to get him on and and talk about this movie a little bit more down the line with a full episode or or some point in the very near future, because um, it's it's apparently very near and dear to his heart. I was not familiar with it at all, and uh, I, I think he's done quite a bit of research on it as well. So he'll give us all the real juicy details, and we'll get you covered with the basics today. Uh, again, this is from 1989. The very very loose plot that I'll just give you just to whet the appetite here is uh, from imdb.com, and it says, in this version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, a hunchback is found living in the bell tower of UCLA. That's kind of all I need to know. And (laughs) if you want to go look at this poster, which is, again, all I've seen so far, I have not watched this yet, uh, I think you'll get you even more (laughs) excited because it looks looks charmingly ridiculous in some ways. So, uh, yeah, pumped about that. As always, we love those suggestions. So uh, thank you, Andrew. And we mm-hmm. hope some of you will make suggestions as well. Now, correct, I'm doing cast and crew duties today, right? That's right, Sean. So let's talk about who made this movie. It was directed by Jeremy Paul Kagan. Um, he also drops the Paul later in his career and just goes by Jeremy Kagan. A lot of TV movies in his credit, and uh, including one called Conspiracy, The Trial of the Chicago 8. He also directed The Big Fix, The Chosen. He directed the sequel to The Sting, which I did not realize there was a sequel 
to The Sting. Oh, yeah. It's called The Sting 2. stars Jackie Gleason and Mac Davis. Kind of curious to mm-hmm. see more about that. I uh, did episodes of Picket Fences, a show I watched quite a bit when I was a wee lad. Uh, it's done Chicago Hope, Ally McBill, etc. Craig, he also directed The Journey of Natty Gann, which was yeah, on our 1985 list that we didn't get to when we were doing our big old... Came very close to doing yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to go back and revisit all that stuff. But uh, I also learned that that was the first U.S. film to win gold at the Moscow Film Fest, apparently. So uh, right in the heart of the Cold War, oh, wow. too. That's interesting. Uh, Beautiful. Movie was written by a man named Alan Katz. I think you're going to talk about him a little bit as well. This yeah. gentleman, crazy, insane, good TV credits that sort of started with All in the Family, which it's you know that's a pretty damn good place to start. Uh, but also mm-hmm. Sanford and Son, Mash, uh, Roseanne, Blossom, etc. I mean, it just worked throughout. Uh, he wrote a horror flick from 2007 called Metamorphosis, and most recently. Wrote a movie called Bucky and the Squirrels from 2018. Um, I don't think it's come out yet, although don't quote me on that. And that's sort of like a comedy set in the uh, in the world of music. And he also acted in that movie, which, if I'm not mistaken, is only his second acting credit. His first one being this movie. Yes, Alan Katz, writing was not good enough. He also stars as the Hunchback character. And wow. that's, uh, again, 1989. That's quite a span of not appearing in movies on screen. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting, too. He's kind of like holding it back from us, yeah. yeah. It's like he's been locked up in a in a bell tower the whole time. I don't know. Mm. Maybe they finally let him out. Mm. Uh, the movie also stars young Corey Parker, who we've talked about before, Craig. Do you remember? Corey Parker, of course, uh, star was the star of Casablanca, the 1942 film. Well, we're going to have to do a correction corner for all of that. Ah, um, damn. No, he was, he was in Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. And I remember we talked about this because I was like, oh, yeah, he played Epstein in Biloxi Blues. But right now, I can't remember him in Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. I love that movie. He must be the guy who got the machete in the face in the hall, right? The one who, who confessed being in love with somebody. I think you're right. It was like a uh, confessed being in love with the girl, and she was like, ha, 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 ha. "Was that him? Maybe. I don't know, man. He yeah. wasn't the he wasn't the guy who got it in the, in the oh, very yeah. beginning. Yeah, no, not that guy. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I think I, he was he was like the I nerd. Already yeah. my love for this movie. I'll have to go back and watch it again sometime just to figure that out. Oh, yeah. uh, he also was in Thirty uh, Something, Flying Blind, another great '90s TV show. That I used to watch uh, Will and Grace. Yeah, just a bunch of TV stuff, and he's been yeah, yeah. he's been working. Off and on throughout. You also got Cindy Williams in this movie, Miss Shirley from Laverne's Shirley. Everybody should know. And of course, uh, some great movie credits too American Graffiti, The Conversation, Drive, he said, which that, um, you know, I'm not like quoting somebody. That's, that's the name of Jack Nicholson's directing debut, which I've actually seen that movie. I don't know. It's a pretty interesting movie there if you've never seen that one. And, uh, yeah, Cindy Williams as well. Uh, she makes a lot of, it looks like, single-episode TV appearances these days. Um, yeah. Imagine she's still making money off of Laverne Shirley, probably to this day. So it's awesome that she can just pop up in these things. And, yeah, just working strong. We got Melora Hardin, who was in Iron Eagle. Soul Man, the one and only Soul Man. Uh, oh, the Rocketeer, 27 Dresses, 17 again. And she also played the character Jan Levinson 
on the office which is office us which i have not watched oh, enough yeah. but yeah she looks like she had quite a quite an arc on that one um or at least was in a bunch of episodes we got garrett graham do you know that name craig i don't know that name oh, he's in phantom of the paradise that's why i thought perhaps oh might... garrett graham There's a lot of horror on his his resume you got demon seed terror vision interestingly chud 2 but not Chud 1, I don't think. And Child's Play 2, but oh, not man. Child's Play, the original. And, uh, yeah, just a ton of TV as well. Uh, your girlfriend, Jessica Harper, um, from Suspiria. Wait, so that's, yeah, so that's like a a, a Phantom of the Paradise exactly. reunion Exactly, yes. I wonder if that's played up. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, she was also in Minority Report and Stardust Memories and uh, Woody Allen's Love and Death, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tom Skerritt, last but certainly not least, of the names I'm going to mention mm-hmm. today. Uh, Alien. I mean, what else you got to say, right? Uh, well, you could say Contact. Yeah, you could say Top Gun. Yeah. You could say MASH. Uh, apparently, he played a motorcycle cop in Harold and Maude, which I haven't seen in a long time. Don't remember but that. I know. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, obviously a... a, a role without an actual first name so it must have been a small one but that's a pretty mm-hmm. cool small role to to have and then yeah he was the lead in picket fences as well so there's a connection there with the director uh here's something i looked up that i found kind of surprising he's never been nominated for an oscar doesn't it just seem like wow. yeah, a guy like that been around long enough like it would have happened at some point yeah He's one of those like ringer guys. Yeah. You like cast him for the like, for you know the. I mean, you get, cast him for the Tom Skerritt role, and yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I was surprised by that. I feel like he's he's due. Surprising. He's due to have like a really awesome big role this yeah. late in late in the career here. Uh, this movie was produced by Arnon Milshan. Um, just a ridiculous resume. Um, L.A. Confidential. I think through his company, also The Revenant, Twelve Years a Slave, Birdman. Gone Girl, mm. uh, Brazil, Legend, Pretty Woman, King of Comedy, on and on and on till the break of dawn. A cr- crazy, crazy <laughs> good career. Also, never won an Oscar, though. Crazy. Um, music by Joseph Vitarelli, who did The Last Seduction, She's So Lovely, Kissing a Fool. Uh, this was kind of crazy because, you know, on IMDb, right, you look up somebody and it says known for, and they show like five posters, right? And it had Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second, what? And it turns out, like, no, he did not do the music for Pulp Fiction because, yeah, all you think of is, like, all those songs. But he produced the Ricky Nelson song, Waiting in School, apparently, which is in that movie. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'd like to know more about that. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, we'll look it up. Uh, Cinematography was by, oh, man, I want to say Bojan Bazelli. Then just go ahead and say it, Sean. I did. I apologize, oh. probably not right, but uh, get this, Pumpkinhead. That was one of his very early. Uh, Man, that's a good looking yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, King of New York, California with a K, the Brad Pitt one. Uh, and then a bunch of stuff for Gore Verbinski, did The Ring, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, that that was like, it looked like right around The Ring, like that, it right. took a turn. And to much, much bigger budgets. Uh, you got Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. The Lone Ranger, Pete's Dragon, uh, Verbinski's last one, A Cure for Wellness. And uh, I can't help but mention Burlesque, the Cher, 
Christina Aguilera movie just because it's amazing if you've never seen it. You have to, yes, you have to mention <laughs> And uh, he's also listed as shooting the upcoming Gambit movie. Uh, I believe this character from the next oh, one, yeah. Channing Tatum. However, uh, I did notice that it said that Gore Verbinski has left that movie. He was supposed to direct that. And I don't oh. know if there's been a, a list of guys that are supposed to do that one, but my my assumption would be that because he's Verbinski's guy, possibly he will not be shooting this movie. But, man, we'll see. And last but not least, we have the editor. Well, I guess last but least, right? Wait, no, 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 no. No, this guy's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, you want to take a guess at what uh, movie Howard E. Smith made after Big Man on Campus, Craig? Uh, yes, actually, I do. I know. What Howard E. Smith Don't. edited after this? It was the 1942 film Casablanca. God, I knew you were going to freaking say that. One of them. One of them has to be. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a very small James Cameron movie called The Abyss. Oh wow! Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, he also did Strange Days, Point Break, Near Dark, Dante's Peak, uh, and then Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, because you got to balance that stuff out. Rivers, Freaking Edge, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> Tex, Baby, Secret of the Lost yep. Legend. He did one of the segments in twi- the Twilight Zone movie, and he was a student at AFI with Terrence Malick and David Lynch. So, pretty awesome. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing how supremely this movie is edited. But Craig, that is the but, uh, not the butts and nolts, but the nuts and bolts. <laughs> Whichever way you got to play it, buddy. Uh, but that is, yeah, those are the mm-hmm. people that were mainly involved in the making of this movie. There already seems to be a lot of uh, of hidden crevices in there that I hope. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bentler will help us uh, examine sure. yeah. and explore. Sounds like a good group of folks, though. Yeah. I mean, really, I, yeah, for a movie that that you really generally have not heard of, yeah. and that has a a trailer that's very endearing, I'm surprised I don't hear about this a little bit yeah. more. Well, you will after this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, I read some reviews and they weren't very kind. I'm not going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> repeat any of them yeah. here. They they tended to be pretty unhappy with the movie well, it's got a 6.1 on the imdb rating so it's you know yeah people seem to like it it's got his fans out there for sure yeah you know I'm, i was casting around for something that would give me some idea something behind the scenes a little bit to keep, get you excited about watching this movie mm-hmm. sean and luckily i found an article we'll post a uh we'll post the link um well, we don't really post anything we'll put a link in the in the facebook thing so if sure. you're listening to this you want to read this article that's from the LA Times written by the star and writer Alan Katz. Go to our Facebook page. Like it for God's sake, you thankless... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little worked up. I mean, it's, la- it's late. It's late. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm get uh, but do, come and, come and, uh, and see this because I'm not going to tell you everything. I'm going to leave a few nuggets here, mainly because I'm scared that Bentler is going to have pretty much the same things to say. Yeah, we don't know. Roundabout. So I'm just going to touch toes. on a couple of things that I thought were pretty cool. interesting. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, in, uh, the, the article was written in September 24th. Uh, in September 24th? <laughs> so the article was written, um, nope. It, it was written before September 24th, Sean. They don't just write it the same day. No, sometimes they don't all wake up and say, "Okay, write the newspaper." <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's not how shit works. All right. So the Los Angeles Times uh, published this article by Alan Katz on September twenty fourth, two thousand six. 
So a, a good ways yeah. after, uh, a good amount of time after the movie came out. Uh, but it was under this uh, column called The Rules of Hollywood. And uh, the title of this article is Be Yourself Unless Someone Else Is Better. Good. <laughs> Pretty yeah, clever. That's a good one. Uh, but Alan goes on to talk about, so he, he, he'd he written this movie. And, you know, generally the, the thought process is if you want to get a movie made, you need to attach a star. Mm-hmm. And so... He took his screenplay, which again I think you you mentioned at one time was called The Hunchback of UCLA. Did you say that? I didn't. I remember. No. Okay. Well, then I said it first. Good, uh, good points, all points yeah, to course. me. Um, but he took his screenplay to Marty Feldman, mm-hmm. who you might remember from such amazing movies as Young Frankenstein. Oh, best, yeah. And he wanted Marty to play the main role, the big man on campus. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they had met uh, previously on a show that Alan was uh, writing on, and they really kind of hit it off. So he took the thing to to Marty, and uh, Marty said Marty was the one who told him you should play you should play this part yourself. Like you clearly you want to play this part, you should be the one to play it. Huh. So. Alan made his his agent send it out with him attached as the, as the star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and strangely enough, 20th Century Fox liked it enough and said they would let him play the role as long as there was a star attached. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh so and, and because he was the lead and the and the writer, they figured, well, we need to get a named director. So they took it to Danny DeVito. Wow. And Danny DeVito said yes. And they started working mm-hmm. on this movie. This was going to be Danny DeVito's debut movie. His debut feature. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so it, it says, uh, I kept saying to myself, this was too good to be true. And I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Within weeks, Fox got a new studio head. And I was handed my... Uh. Danny went off to direct another film, and I went home. So that was kind of the prelude to what how how this movie finally started coming together. Uh, I I don't want to keep going because there's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. I think oh, I, I think this won't be, but I I will I'll tell this story, uh, just in hopes that I won't ruin anything for anybody. Okay. But so to be in the movie, Alan had to. Sorry, yeah, Alan Katz, our uh, our star, our writer. He had to register with the uh, Screen Actors Guild. So he went and he filled out a form. And the secretary typed his name into the database and then said, uh, you know, there's already an Alan Katz. So you have to go by, by a different yeah. name. And so he's trying to figure out... <laughs> trying to figure out what he should be registered as. And this is my guess is... He did not plan on being an actor for the rest of his life. Yeah. He said, uh, the secretary checked my submission in her computer, discovered there was no one else in the guild by that name, and typed out my card and handed it to me. I had just joined SAG under the name Starring Alan Katz. That's awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, There's definitely more to the story. You should get that on his birth certificate, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds like this is a movie from what else I've kind of seen out there. I mean, this movie definitely had a very long gestational period. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, exactly what comes of this. So you have not seen yeah. this either, right? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's good that he's got a, uh, appears to have a healthy sense of humor about the whole experience, uh, at least to oh, agree yeah. there. I don't know. But yeah, I'll be looking forward to uh, reading that article in full after I've seen the movie. So everybody... Go check this thing out. It is out there online, available to be rented, I believe. Google Play, iTunes, Vudu, wherever you get your movies. Um, don't steal them. Mm-mm. Rent it. Support and, these lovely people. Yeah, check it out. And come back and join us next time. We will definitely get into it in full, which will be exciting because... I'm very curious to see where this thing goes. I really, yes. I have not watched the trailer yet, and I kind of don't want to at this point. I really just want to sit down and see what you do with that premise. I mean, I know a little bit of the original story, but um, yeah, a college campus seems like a good place to to set that. That that sounds like it makes sense in my head as as a as a big big idea for a comedy. So I look forward to the laughs and the love. Yes. And the love. Won't we all? Yeah. Won't we all? That's what what nice things to say. Sean, do you have any last words for the people out there tonight who are listening, wondering, hanging uh, on your every word? Yeah, I do, Craig. Okay, go ahead. I know I screwed up some stuff in the Secret mm-hmm. Honor podcast. <laughs> you know, right. you start talking about Howard Hughes and Nixon, because mm-hmm. like you've heard about it a little bit, and sure. then... You realize after you say it that maybe you just didn't, maybe you didn't say it exactly right, but it's it's on record, and sure. uh, you know you just like Nixon, you have to hone up and admit your errors and your mistakes. Yeah. So I'm also resigning from the office hmm. of a president. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Screw that up. Go. Dig into the research yourself. At some point, I may actually find out exactly what the deal was. I think I kind of know and remember now, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be wrong again. But I did want to bring this up too quickly before we leave you here. Uh, I also post our Secret Honor Nixon podcast, discovered a little fun connection to Mr. Uh, Alex Jones of Infowars.com, the lovely Mm -hmm. man. And Bohemian Grove, Craig. Now, uh, John Ronson, who is a journalist and a a, a pretty damn good screenwriter in himself who wrote the movie Frank and as well as Oakja, Mm -hmm. I believe, uh, did a docuseries, I think for the BBC a while ago, that you can find on YouTube called The Secret Rulers of the World. And it's sort of exploring uh, conspiracy theorists. And he accompanies... A young 26-year-old Alex Jones and Alex Jones's buddy and Alex Jones's girlfriend to Bohemian Grove, where Alex Jones and his buddy go in to see the ritual, which they believe is satanic and paganistic and involves possible sacrifice to human children, as they've heard by the uh, annual summer gathering of very influential and uh, powerful men in the world. And it is a fun way to spend a half an hour. And wow. I won't spoil it other than to say 
I feel like it's maybe not a surprise that the conclusion that Alex Jones and his friend come to is not the same one that I had based on what they <laughs> saw and what I saw <laughs> in this in this episode. So check that out. Secret Rulers of the World, John Ronson, YouTube, Alex Jones, you'll find it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good good watch there from I think about 10 years ago now, probably. So yeah. Well, that's a lot of words, Sean. That's a lot of I know, words right? for a last word, yeah. but still pretty good. Yeah, you know. I like it. I'm going to take that advice. Okay, great. Uh, yep. Thank you, Craig. Enjoyed it as always. And we'll see everybody next week. See you then. <laughs>